the Sydney Roosters. for Victor Radley and he sends it back for Keary who's going to kick over the top and Manu is unmarked and the ball bounces perfectly electric footy from the Roosters Well, Roosters fans, what a weekend it was to be a Rooster. A little bit bittersweet, though, Silky, because our women went down in the NRLW 20-4 to a very spirited Newcastle Knights. Well, we were excited about that game, and we didn't get the win, but we had one more to go. Shark Park, there were a lot of nerves, screaming with Shark fans, 12,000 of them, 1,000 of us, and, of course, a great night, Saturday night football. It could be known as a fortress or a cauldron. Very difficult. Been a bit of a bogey side over the years, but a gritty, well-earned win by our boys. Two great efforts in our senior players, Teddy and Luke Keary, in the last moments. Moments Roosters fans will watch on replays for many years to come, where they charged down Nico Hines' lead field goals. It had it all. It had injuries. Joey Manu. It had theatre. Teddy going off and the drama of getting 10 minutes in the bin. Rightfully, we were not meant to win that game, but through the power, I tell you what, the, the might of our mighty Roosters sticking together, Coach Robinson, we threw everything at him. Some would say the Sharks got it wrong. Well, no, the Sharks got Wong. Siwa Wong, that is. As he took on that ball, he's throwing flick passes. He's throwing everything at him. Silky, what a performance by the young man. He's coming on Roosters Radio today. I'm excited. But right across the park, from Lindsay up front and with Victor in the middle, Siwa right out the back. Joey Sawalu, who went off, coming on Sandon Smith, throwing that ball to to Sam Walker to, to nut that field goal with seven minutes to go. I mean, there's so much to love about being a rooster this weekend. And as much as our girls went down to the Knights, the boys getting up against the Sharks really made up for it for our Roosters fans. Welcome to Roosters Radio. Well, Bush, I was sitting in the comfort of my home there in the eastern suburbs on Saturday night. Obviously, uh, not many tickets uh, available for the Roosters faithful there on Saturday night. And look, I'll put my hand up. Live on air here, Bush. When Teddy went off, I, I said to my uh, 13-year-old daughter, Skylar, I said, I think we're gone here. Uh, the Sharks uh, went over for a try, and uh, it looked it looked uh, like there was going to be uh, – the floodgates gonna, were going to open, albeit um, a couple of mistakes by the, the Sharks. Paul Gallen said in the commentary, as a matter of fact, he was nervous because they made some errors and weren't they made to pay. It was an interesting game of footy, I've got to say. Uh, you know, I thought we were quite poor in the first half. We only completed at 71%. It looked in that first half like there were a few opportunities. The just the ball, the passes weren't sticking. Look, I think if we're really honest, Silky, uh, if you, and on that point you make, as a game, both sides looked nervous and they were making errors in it. And, and it, was a, it was a great game, but it wasn't a great game, if that's the right way to frame it. Because if you compare it to some of the excitement of the finals over the weekend, until you got to the second half in that last 10 minutes, and it could have gone either way. Well, that's right, Bush. It could have gone either way. And right up until the final whistle, he didn't know who was going to win. And to be fair, I think both sides did miss some opportunities. Absolutely. Uh, you know, defensively, I thought we, we were quite sound. They scored a try off a, off a grubber that kind of was – they've ran 90 metres. I thought we, we had all the, pro, the pressure and the momentum at that stage. And off the back of that, Teddy got, it, got his sin bin, which led to another try. So if you take that six points away from it, it was, it was kind of a, a pretty – Good defensive effort, I thought. Yeah, I think we defended well, but I think the other thing is 
adding injuries, like you don't expect yeah. a Sawali to go off. You know what I mean? You, you don't. Well, ex- the, yes. you, you count on Joey Manu because you realise that you know he's carrying an injury anyway with a hammy, and you, you you can cope with that. But when you have Sawali go off, you have Joey Manu go off, and then Teddy gets yeah. ten in the bin. You are right to be forgiven for as a Roosters fan to go, geez, it's going to be an uphill battle here. I must admit, I was sitting there watching it and thinking to myself, what are we going to do here? And I was buoyed by the fact, and I, I, I mention it, watching Victor, watching Lindsay and watching Luke Keery just run around, galvanise everyone and scream at the team their instructions. You can just see that obviously the preparation for that moment uh, was to come. And, and you know what? To get the win, to walk away with uh, the, you know the two points and another week in the finals is a huge achievement for this team. Bush, special mention to Billy Smith. Now, he, he broke his jaw, right, in the game, played the second half pretty much with a broken jaw. But that effort to, to, to put his hand up to kick the goal. Now, I know in the press conference, Robbo said he's about the fifth or sixth string uh, yep. goal kicker. So it's not something he's really, you know, practicing or comfortable with. But just putting your hand up and saying, mate, I'll take it. Did he have a broken jaw when he kicked the goal? Pretty sure. Yeah, it would have been the second half. You, so, yeah. You did so, watch the trainer. You watched, you watched Steph come on and, and, and grab his jaw, and you could see that it affected him. So you could imagine what's going through his mind. That's what I'm pain. saying. That's a, an amazing effort. And it's just, I, I think that speaks volumes of the way they performed. You're right. The, the injuries and the shuffling. So we had well, Junior Ponga. Well, well, we'll get to that. We had Junior Ponga on the left. They had to go to the right. Yep. We had Siwa Wong in second row. In the we had to go and d- defend in the centres. Yep. We had to bring Angus Crichton on to defend in the left, and we had to put Sandon Smith, who's been playing six, seven, or nine, to fullback. Yes. Like, it's a complete rearrange of your of your defensive structures, and we just dug deep and hung on. Yeah. They threw plenty at us. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's what's most impressive. I, I, I think it comes down to a word that's you know, been, you know, in this club for a long time, belief. Yep. And I think the boys had a belief in their process, had a belief. And, and Robbo's threaded that through his press conferences. And I'm not sure everyone's followed him through and thought, oh, you know, is Robbo, you know. Uh, we've Robbo heard talking a his- lot when we've interviewed the players over the past six weeks, to be fair. We hear it because yeah. we're, we're at the coalface yeah. here in, in the club and doing the podcast. And sometimes as Roosters fans, you expect him to come out uh, differently and, and you want it to go different. But you realise that that's what underpins this whole team, the belief in each other. And it was really nice to see them celebrate. And let's get to the charge downs. Two men in their 30s have no rights in, a, in, a, in an NRL uh, final to be where they were get to the ball like they did and charge that down. That is effort and leadership. And what do you think that does to every young player in the club? Well, I mean, I can't, I can't wait till we speak to Siwa a little bit later on in the show because yeah. he had a huge part to play in that second charge down. That ball was in between him and two Cronulla players yep. and he was the one who, who who made the effort play to, to, to lock that ball up. And I think that's exactly right, Bush. When we interviewed Robbo earlier this season, he talked about effort. And it's, it was a word that resonated throughout a few of his press conferences yes. as well. Mate, the effort that they put in last week, it was gutsy, right? They were determined. It was finals football, right? Yep. But it, it was what, it's what kept them in there. And it's the reason why we're doing a show this week. It was their effort plays. Lindsay Collins running down that winger off the back of that grubber. Like, that's a front rower running down one of the quickest men in the game. That was amazing. You know what I mean? Brandon oh. Smith with his, with his taped ankle, same play, running down. That's how two of our forwards. They're getting in the way of the pass. That's right. Yep. I mean, they're just big effort plays, mate. See you are picking the ball up off his bootstraps, running through three players to score a try. All effort, mate. And it was, look, I, I think Roosters fans as one were, were super proud of the, of the effort they put in. It was yep. a gutsy performance. And, uh, you know, it's probably one we'll talk about for, for many, many years. Oh, it's definitely one for the ages. And I think the coach should be really proud and pleased with the disruptions 
Uh, they've had, you know, at the top, you know, you, you think about high performance uh, change in, in personnel. You think about, you know, defensive coach mid-season. They're disruptive things to your season. Yeah. I mean, you take that in any club, any organisation, and there's adjustments. And, you know, there's no excuses. And then you've got one of our senior leaders, senior players, in JWH, he's out. So, you know, it relies on everyone else to step up. So it's had a really nice, uh, you know, theatre about it, this back end of the season. And, and, you know, to win six in a row and, and finish our greatest arch rivals is always a tough game to get into the finals with results going our way. Mate, last week, the momentum's with us. And, you know, it's it's good guy karma and we're getting a bit, but it's also reward for effort. And they put the effort in. Speaking of effort, Butch, special mention, Nat Butcher, Victor Radley, oh. 80 minutes. Victor's been unbelievable the last two weeks. He's playing footy. really measured, and it looks like he's found his his rhythm again, which is great to see. He's choosing when to pass. He's taken the line on, which I love seeing. And he's look, the Victor that we know. He, yeah, that's right. He's the Victor we know. I think it's come at the right time. Oh, hasn't it? What? And I'm so pleased for him because it was doing his head, and he was just trying to get back on that track. And I think that you know he was under scrutiny from referees and and fans alike. And and look. Fans love Victor. It doesn't matter from another club order. They love the way he plays. Everyone just admires him for what he does. And players like that, you know what? It's good to see him have the you know the reward for their effort because he put a lot of time into trying to correct his game, yep. lower his shoulder and, and, and some of the defensive moves and, you know, pass at the right time. Exactly right. Nat Butcher, 51 tackles, but Bush... Machine. Terrell May, off the bench. Come out of his He's head. been a revelation these past three weeks. He's really... He's, he's stepped up to fill that enforcer role, I feel that uh, JWH has left. You know, he was the one who was able to run, beat a few Cronulla defenders to get the ball out to the right when we scored the try. Uh, he's beating players. He's bouncing off. He's got offloads uh, left, right and centre. I'm, I'm really enjoying watching him play. Well, just like Siwa, you know, you, you know a career's not made off one game, but he, he's just gone from strength to strength. Terrell may exactly the same. And what I love about this, and I say it all the time, Robbo sees something. He makes a decision. He's not after an instantaneous result. And this has been building. Some people have questioned Terrell May on our side, on our fan base, on some of our... And, and you know, when's Terrell May? And Terrell May in the last three weeks and four weeks has shown, as Siwa has, of his coming of age. Now we can get excited, as we did with, you know, Satili Tupanua and, you know, before when Boyd Cordner come onto the scene and all these great roosters of the past. Lindsay, you know, they've, they've all got to develop into the first yeah. grader they, they are, but you can really see that development's come on strong. And it's an exciting time for us. And it sets us up for a good rest of this year. And, you know, long way we go into the finals. And, of course, it sets us up for a terrific season 2024. Now, moving on, Bush, the earlier game that day, our NRLW side took on the, you know, it was the top of the table clash, Knights at home. It was always going to be a task. Um, but, unfortunately, the ladies went down 20-4. to 4, But the, the Newcastle Knights were quite dominant, I have to say. Yeah, look, I think if you look at the Southwell sisters, they just were all over it. And, you know, to come up against the Newcastle Knights side who would have really would have loved the, the win over the Roosters, we're a little bit under strength. I think you used the right word, um, you know, in our pre-production. Uh, out-muscled, I think you said. And I think we really miss Millie Boyle. You know, we certainly miss Jess Surgis out wide. It's, it's a loss that, uh, you know, no one wanted. But I think it's a loss that they're going to really, really learn from. Interesting. Now, Coach Stranger's daughter, Jasmine, got to uh, cross the stripe against her old man. Yeah, that was really good to see. I, I, I had a you know, little smile on you know, behalf of both of them. Uh, you know, what a great little bit of banter at Christmas saying to her old man, well, you know, not only did we score, but we beat you. Unfortunately, too, might have picked up a couple of injuries. I, I think Isabel Kelly uh, is under an injury cloud for, for this week's match against the Cowboys. So missing Sergis, missing Kelly. And missing Millie Boyle, so some some big names, uh, 
you know, on the bench. Yeah, as we've discussed, Silky, though, it's it's next woman up uh, mentality as it is next man up in the in the men's game. So um, I think you know they've got a good squad there. It's going to give the opportunity to to some you know future NRLW players that are in our squad to be able to show Coach Strange what they're made of. And I think. If they reflect on that week against Newcastle, it was just a day at the office, I reckon, for them. I don't think they were certainly out muscle there. I played no disrespect. Newcastle deserved the win, but the girls will look back on that going, yeah, we weren't on our game. I, they didn't look like they were on their game. There was a lot of drop ball. Yeah, a lot of errors, a lot, lot of handling of, errors. Yeah, yeah, field position. They were looking a bit clunky as opposed to that militant, you know, smooth, just, you know, running football that they play and, and just getting up, quick play the balls, getting field position and then just dominating, you know. So I think they'll get back to that this week. Well, you're on Roosters Radio, and when we come back, after the break, the one and only Siwa Wong. Well, Roosters fans, what a great week it is to be a Rooster. And Silky, what an even better week to have a young man like the one is about to join us on Roosters Radio. I tell you what, he's got a lot of fans amongst our fan base. He's got a lot of fans amongst his own colleagues. And you only had to have a look Saturday night. That fan base grew amongst our opposition. I can tell you right now, he's a talent. He's a great young man. And isn't he playing out of his skin? Welcome to Roosters Radio for the first time and on debut, Siwa Wong. Siwa, welcome. Cheers, thanks for having me. Mate, I'm going to share with you just off the bat, uh, Silky and I, you know, been hosting this podcast, uh, you know, for our great club since 2014. And um, over the years, we have a few jokes each week. If someone's played well, you know, we've been everyone from uh, Silky Wirio Hargraves, you know, we've been uh, Bush Cordner, all those sort of things. We give each other the name. But this week, you know, it's actually uh, Silk, uh, it's Siwa Silk and Bush Wong in, in honour of your uh, <laughs> great game. So, mate, thank you for joining us <laughs> on our journey. And just, we, you know, we have a great week when our boys get up. And congratulations on a, a really good win. Yeah, appreciate that. So uh, we want to go back because your story is a real interesting one uh, and probably a, Roosters, a lot of Roosters fans have heard about you for a long time, but, you know, putting a, a face to the name. But the, the history of you and this club, it goes back quite a long way. In fact, you signed when you were only 14 years old back over in New Zealand. Tell us about the journey. Yeah, um, when I look back on it now, it's, it's gone pretty quick um, to be where I am now, but... Um, I think, yeah, I was 14 at the time when um, I was scouted by, um, I think, one of the scouts that used to work here, Fita Hala, and, um, yeah, I'm real grateful for that because um, during the time um, I was only playing school footy and uh, I wasn't making, I didn't make any rep teams prior. So, uh, yeah, I was real grateful that um, he was able to notice the way I train and the wits I had about myself at the time. And um, I was originally meant to stay in New Zealand and then come after year 12 to pursue in the junior pathways, but... Um, I still remember I was in boarding school at Mount Albert Grandma and I got a call from my parents. This was about a week after um, they agreed for me to sign with Roosters. They called me saying um, they wanted me to move over to attend the Scots College and yep. also um, do the junior pathways. And um, I still remember at the time I just started crying only because both my parents, um, they're in the military. They were in the military. So all my life I grew up moving around from different towns uh, in the North Island and South Island. And um, when I finally got put into boarding school, in uh, Auckland at Mount Albert, I kind of felt like I was secured in one place and didn't have to move because I always hated trying to fit into a new environment, make new friends. And, um, you know, at the time I was comfortable with where I was. And, um, you know, when they told me that night that they wanted me to move over, I was pretty devastated. But they really, you know, they really pushed um, for me to go just because of um, the education that the Roosters provided for me to go to the Scots College. And, um, yeah, I made that big move over. Yeah, by myself, straight into boarding school at the Scots College, wow. Bellevue Hill. Um, yeah, and I finished all my schooling years there, all the way to year 12. And yeah, I, I loved every moment of it. Um, 
when I look back to that night that I was crying and to look to where I am now, you know, I wouldn't um, change anything. Everyone knows the legend of Scots College, uh, you know, in, in Sydney and, and certainly even in Australia and internationally. What a great environment to walk into. But what was one of your first memories of doing that? Like, you know, you must have been nervous and, you know, 14 Scared. years of age. Yeah, and, yeah. and I love and thank you for sharing that, that with us because, you know, a lot of people will resonate with that. And it would have been a bit frightening, you know, but who, who was the first bloke to come up and say g'day or is there a memory of someone you saw or met? Yeah, I, I still remember my first memory just because, um, you know, I heard Scott's College private school. All I've ever known of private school is what they show in the media, so I thought it was going to be a lot of stuck-up boys yeah. and, like, you know, real spoiled. But, yeah, it was pretty funny when I went there. It was, like, the complete opposite. Like, obviously, there would be a minority of it, but all the boys there were so welcoming, especially, um, you know, I was all the boarders, they were country boys. Um, yeah, that was, they helped me so much, um, fitting in because, um, they'd always invite me over to go to theirs in the, um, out in the bush in the rural New South Wales. And yeah, I'm just so glad that, um, you know, the kind of culture and community that they have at Scots was like so good for me. And now you've got mates for life, right? And that bloke's outside of football you can get away with when you want to get away from rugby league. I guess you just head up the bush somewhere and, you know, yeah, yeah, do what exactly. You do. Yeah, yeah. All of my Scots mates came to my debut yep. out at Manly. Yep. And yeah, it was always good to have them out there because just reminded me of being back at school when they were watching from the crowd during first 15 games. That's the great thing about the private schools. Obviously, Bush and I went to Waverley, but even within the club now, we've got Billy Smith and Angus Crichton, and you've got a little Scots crew uh, even here at the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy as well because I still remember when I moved over, like when I searched up Scots College, I just wanted to see what other footy players there were <laughs> yeah. from there. And then Billy Smith, Angus Crichton popped up. So, yeah, you know, all through my time at Scots, you know, we always have a ritual of, um, you know, you're watching the old highlights from the years before. So I always watched 2014 highlights of Angus Crichton when he yep. played, uh, 2017 of Billy Smith when he was playing. And, yeah, a few, la- uh, a few years later and then I was playing alongside them. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And your coach at Scots, Brian Smith, he's a former rooster too. Did he ever tell you about his glory days uh, yeah, yeah. in the red, white and blue? <laughs> yeah, he did. He always mentioned it. Um, yeah, <laughs> he was a good mentor, like great mentor for me while I was at Scots. Um, he helped me so much, um, you know, on and off the field. Just like um, the same philosophy as Robbo tries to, um, you know, show here, um, like great men um, lead to great players. Speaking of great men and great players, you, you came on the scene um, representing our SG ball. You, you captained the SG ball. Last year, you were our junior rep player of the year. And then you, you've had this kind of meteoric rise into, into first grade in such a short amount of time. You must just pinch yourself and go, is this really happening? Yeah, yeah, I always do. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy, you know, as players and just as young boys, you kind of dream of moments like this and yeah. for it to be coming now, um, yeah, I'm still, still trying to like, um, embrace the moment, but yeah, I can't be more grateful for what's happened. So well, there's been a lot of hard work. It doesn't just happen overnight, you know, you, you, you talk, uh, so openly at the beginning about the little sacrifice for yourself, finding that home in, in Mount Albert and then, and then being, you know, shifted to Scots and that was a challenge you overcome. What are the challenges as you got a bit older and at the Roosters that you've had to overcome to, to get to this point? Because, you know, it doesn't come easy for anyone. Yeah, of course. I think, um, one thing I'm just glad that from young age, especially my parents, they've really instilled and my grandparents, like, um, just hard work, you know, and, um, that's something that I've kind of tried to carry with myself, um, everywhere I go because, um, you know, they're, They've worked so hard, um, just from my grandparents moving from the Pacific Islanders to New Zealand and then just for my parents working hard in the military as well. So I've learned so much of them and, um, you know, I think as, as the journey goes with footy, it's not always highs, there's a bit of lows, but at the end of the day, I always think about, um, you know, my family, what they've instilled in me. You touched on the boarding element at Scots College. You, you graduate from year 12 and then you go into the Roosters house. 
Tell us, tell us a bit about what it's like sharing a room with some of those roosters, guys. Yeah, the roosters house, the house of grouse. <laughs> is that what you call it? Is it? <laughs> Bush, and I used to go to, Bush and I used to go to the original house of grouse. <laughs> Mitty would have told you a few stories about. Yeah. yeah, that was the back in the day. I think Hugh Hefner's writing a biography about <laughs> yeah. that. Tell us about the house of grouse version two. <laughs> no, yeah, it's so good. Um, you know, Auburn Friendy. Um, you know, they've helped lead the charge with the um academy and. Yeah, it's been so good because, um, you know, there's boys there and we all share the same story of, you know, sacrificing, leaving our families to pursue our dreams. And, um, yeah, it's so good. We've got boys from New Zealand, Queensland, uh, a few Central Coast boys. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, over just the past few years at the Academy, we've become close as a family. How important have Orbo and Friendy been in, in the development of your rugby league career? Yeah, I think so much, especially um last year, I guess. That was kind of the um turning point in my footy where, I was able to show that um, I'm ready to, you know, take the opportunity to play NRL. And, um, yeah, Orbo and Friendly, they helped me, uh, you know, immensely um, just with footy. Um, you know, they just showed me, um, you know, what like the, it takes to do the little things to get to where I am today. And um, also just little things off the field as well, like diet and punctuality and all those things that, you know, you don't really get taught when you're in high school. But, um, yeah, I'm so grateful for them. <laughs> we, we saw your punctuality being here on time for this interview. <laughs> So uh, you uh, debut against Manly. Can you talk us through your debut and and you know the excitement, the nerves, everything else? What's it like to you know be on the eve and then finally make your debut? How did you feel after that? Well, yeah, it was always a goal of mine to debut this year, and um, you know I think um, every footy player will understand what I'm like saying when they when you have a, like this sort of sort of feeling like that it's um it's coming, but. It was always um, tough because you just didn't know when, but you always had that feeling that it was coming. You know, for when um, that time when uh, Robert told me after training that I was going to debut, I just remember um, my instant response was just this flood of emotions, and you know, I just couldn't hold it in just because you know, I just kind of helped me reflect in that moment all the hard work and sacrifices that I made to get to that certain point there. And um, yeah, I couldn't be more proud of myself. Um, I don't think I say it enough to myself, and I don't think a lot of boys say it to themselves as well, but. Yeah, I was just so glad that, um, you know, that all my hard work was able to pay off. How was that moment with Coach Robinson? I mean, he's so revered by, you know, all the players, the staff, the club. He's he's such a great leader because he's so humble. We're fortunate I'm the president of the junior club and his kids happen to play there. But he gives himself across all the junior clubs. He gives himself to charities, to Silky's Club, Bondi United, and then gives himself to the players as a one-on-one. How does he handle letting you know you're going to make your debut? Is it a big deal? Is it just a conversation? How did that play out? Yeah, I remember him saying, I think just a few moments after it's, yeah, he said it was one of his favorite moments just because when he sees that feeling in young boys' faces or in any players' faces when they know that they've achieved their dream, you know, I think obviously for him, he'll receive like a lot of enjoyment and contentment through it just because, you know, he, he understands how hard, um, us as players work. And yeah, I think I'm just, yeah, grateful to be at this club and for him to give me that opportunity. And what was it like that phone call? Back to mum and dad. That must have been pretty special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum and dad were so proud. Um, especially my grandparents. Um, like I said before, when my parents were in the military, I did a lot of my living with my grandparents. Um, growing up in my childhood, and I remember um, my grandma always tells me a story ever since I was younger to now of when um I remember think we were watching the All Blacks on the TV, and I and I told her um I think I was she said I was about four years old. Oh, um, grandma, you'll be watching me on TV one day. <laughs> oh no way. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, she always reminds me of that story, but, um, it was good to get them all out there. And, um, yeah, I think they, especially for my parents as well, like they had to let their young boy yeah. go. Um, so I think it was a lot of, um, you know, and contentment for them as well, knowing that I was achieved my dreams. So, so let's talk about your heritage because 
it's unique, right? So you've already represented Fiji at the World Cup. I know as a young young man you played for, for Tonga, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. But just talk us about your, your family heritage. You talked about your uh, grandparents from Pacific Islands. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, every time this um, yeah comes up, I remember growing up, um, usually like sometimes when someone's just a little bit of something, they will just mention what they're mainly. But yep. it was pretty hard for me because I was pretty uh, close with all my um, family. And um, for me, I wanted to represent all of them. And uh, on my dad's side... His father is Fijian Chinese. Yep. And then his mother is um, full Tongan as well. And then flip it onto my mum's side. Um, her mum is full Tongan and her dad is full Samoan. Wow. Yeah. And so the dream is to represent all three? Yeah, all? yeah. I think, yeah, that's definitely a dream if China has a team as well, <laughs> represent them one day. But no, yeah, I think that's always been a dream for me um, to represent all the nations. Um, I always had this kind of thought to myself that, oh, i got to be loyal to one. But then when I look back on it and, um, you know, I just thought about my family, I'm every one of those cultures. And for me, um, when I play, um, isn't just to represent myself, but to represent them as well. And, you know, the least I can give back is just to um, represent the nation. And so at the end of the year, mate, what's happening? Oh, I'm not too sure yet. Not thinking that far ahead. Um, you know, just still got our final series going on now. So just got my focus in that. Stand by. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, culturally, language-wise, c- can you speak a few different uh, no, languages? Oh, I don't know, like a little bit of each of them. Yeah, right. But okay. uh, yeah, I think I'm more stronger to my Tongan and Fijian side. So when you got in trouble, you, your grandparents? Were- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, uh, let's turn a little bit of focus to last week's game and the finals. It's, you know, been an amazing back end for our Roosters. You know, there was so much talk there was so much media as a club we're scrutinized all the time for our performance we're expected to be up there the season didn't go the way we had planned some of the fans weren't you know happy with certain things but the boys seemed to stick together can you give us a bit of an insight into you guys knew what was going on and I think those that kept the faith have been rewarded with this beautiful finals berth that we've had and and this you know winning over the Sharks was outstanding um can you talk us a little bit through the back end of the journey and then we'll get on to Saturday night yeah, um, I think just a real turning point, you know, was just um, the team in general. Um, I think we kind of just didn't really focus on the outside noise, just focused within these four walls. And I think that's just been the best thing for us because, um, you know, I think we've been um, tighter than ever as a as a playing group. And, um, yeah, I think just with how the season went, you know, like obviously there's things we can't control and things that's already in the past. So I think we just try to keep moving forward and not really focus on what's happened before. And, you know, I think that's been one of the key um, things that helped us lead us to where we are now, just our belief. There's been a big influence of you in the playing group. There's, you know, senior players and players coming through, you know, other players like Ponga and stuff that have really stood up this year and made their debut. And Terrell Mays, you know, jumping out of his skin like yourself. Who's been a bit of an influence on you or someone you've leaned on in, in the playing group? Well, because I've been spending a lot of my time in the middle, um, yeah, I've been just trying to learn so much off um, Jared. You know, he lives and breathes the rooster's DNA. And, um, you know, for me as a young rooster, I'm just trying to, learn as much as I can off him and then it's exactly the same with um, Victor and Lindsay as well you know they've been such a good um, influence on my footy especially coming in you know it can get real easy to be nervous in games and stuff like that but you know they just give me the confidence um, you know every time I play to go out there and you know play out of my skin. Going to set a little scene for you and just take our fans through you know podcasting's theatre of the mind it's a Saturday night it's Shark Park there's big expectations on us Teddy goes off and we just get galvanised as a team. You can just see Lindsay just taking control, just yelling at the boys and Victor, our, our leaders, and Luke standing up and just, you know, pointing fingers and, and you know, pointing at blokes saying, listen, what we're going to do. How was it as a playing perspective? 
and then we'll get to you know you picking up on that ball from the charge down. Yeah, um, obviously. I was uh, um, out of position, so that was kind of a bit of an uncomfortable situation for myself. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, Robbo as a coach, um, he's, he's so good with how he prepares the team. And funny enough, um, we've helped um, prepare for situations like that on the field. And, um, you know, I think it all comes down to how we're um, training our preparation. And, um, you know, lucky enough, um, I had a bit of time training um, in and out of position. And, you know, I think... Um, that gave me confidence, but obviously Teddy going off, that's our leader. Um, you know, it was, it was a bit tough, but you know, we have so many leaders in our team. So no matter who goes out, there's always someone to step up. Just one thing too. I mean, prior to all that, one of your first hit ups in the game, you, you're throwing a flick pass out the back. Oh, like, it. I, I, it looked like you, like it, it was your first finals appearance, but wow, what a, what a way to kind of make it happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really put too much thought into it. You know, I just, um, you know, just, Bring it down to the grassroots that I know about footy, and that's just having fun. And you know, for myself, um, you know, you didn't change I, your style of play, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I know when I feel something, you know, um, I just kind of just back myself. And yeah, I'm glad that the board didn't get dropped because I was just only seen a <laughs> glimpse of mine. All I heard was his voice, and I just tried to back my offload. And then, lucky enough, he was there for the support. Let, let's talk about the try, mate, off the uh, the boot and then the the pickup. Yeah. How'd that feel? Yeah. Um, oh, I just it was a crazy feeling, you know. Um, you know, we were on the back foot the whole second half, especially when Teddy um, was sent off and they scored that try on my edge as well. Um, I was, yeah, obviously I was pretty disappointed with that, but, you know, just try to keep that belief and I think that belief was still there and, you know, just think just the relief of after scoring that try just to let the Sharks know that we're still in it, yeah. our boys know we're still in it. And, um, yeah, I was pretty um, happy of of that kickoff sand and I think that's the yeah. second time I've had to recover off him. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, I think you count that as a try assist. And, and mate, that last minute when the Sharks are down our end, there's those two charge downs. Just talk us through what was going on on the field there. Like yeah. what what was being said, you know, was anything kind of being discussed about who was going to get the ball, who was going to run it? Talk, talk us through that last minute of footy. Yeah, um, oh, I think, you know, just in just those pressure moments, you know, um, it's just all about emptying that tank and, you know, I think – Teddy and Kez, they led by example for going for those charge downs. And, you know, just as the other players see that, we just keep following and keep building off that. But, yeah, um, I think it wasn't too panic. Obviously, there was, we were more alert just because of the situation we were in, just down in our old, in our goal line. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think just those two efforts just, you know, just represent how we've been trying to build for this um, back end of the season. I think you had a fair bit to play there too, you know, diving on that second charge down. That was pretty much the game. So, I mean, you, you were well aware as well. Mm. I mean, one of my favourite things is the lunch bell at school, but you must have loved the full-time siren the other night. How was the feeling when that uh, that siren went? Yeah, um, oh, I was... Uh, I still remember, it felt like, obviously it's not the grand final, but, um, you know, just how the game was going, it felt like, yeah, just a lot of relief. And, you know, I just couldn't believe, especially... You know, like all the boys playing with their hearts on their sleeve, and like um, oh, when I when I was out there and that I heard that final bell, especially I think it was more I think the set before when they were they actually had the ball and they were throwing some shape through like down on um, my edge, and I remember seeing that ball go out, and you know I think oh just all the relief that I had, um, you know, just came upon me. But yeah, I think I was just so glad of like you know the efforts of the boys and. You know, that's just, that's just what we try to build on each week is in our belief. And looking back on a game like that, it, it, it could have gone either way. And, you know, full respect to the Sharks, they threw everything at the game as well. Um, you know, they're great competitors. You've probably got some good friends in the opposition. But what did you learn as a young player about yourself and about that game, uh, you know, in your experience? Yeah, I think for myself is, you know, 
that I learned, especially in finals years, no matter what, how the game's going or whatever's happening in the game, you know, there's always opportunities where you can change it and change the momentum of it. And, um, you know, that takes courage and um, the ability to be able to step up. And, you know, that's one thing I had to try and do on the weekend, um, especially having Joey out. Um, he's one of our threats on that right edge. So I just try to fill in those shoes for him. Well, let's talk about Friday night with only three more sleeps until you got to do it all over <laughs> yeah. again, mate. Yeah. What are you looking forward to about going down to Melbourne and taking on Storm, who were bashed last week? You know they're going to come out firing. What are you most looking forward to? Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm just looking forward to the contest. You know, I think the feeling that I have now, um, just playing in this rooster side, just reminds me of playing um, first 15 at Scots, is just with your mates and going out there having fun. And I think that's the same thing I want to do this week because you know I'm looking forward um, not just for the opposition, but just to playing alongside the boys here in the squad. Without the bagpipes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, on behalf of all Roosters fans, mate, we've been absolutely delighted watching you over the past six or or so weeks. Uh, You've got a very important match on Friday night. Best of luck uh, with that. Best of luck at the end of the season as well. It's been an absolute delight having you on the show, mate, and we look forward to speaking to you on many episodes to come. Play well Friday night and best of luck. Cheers. Thank you. As we say on Roosters Radio, mate, East to win. East to win. Welcome back to Roosters Radio and Silky. Wow, that is an impressive young man. And, uh, you know, what a great story. What a great journey. And what a really refreshing young man to have here on Roosters Radio. The club should be proud. His family should be proud. And, of course, you can see how proud he is of not just his performance, but his journey. And uh, long live him be a rooster. Bush, they're, they're, they're my favourite episodes that yeah. we've been doing for 10 years now. And it's when we, you know, get to learn a little bit about the, the guy in the jumper yep. as opposed to the guy that's on the field. And his story is a, it's very similar to Joey Manu. It's a young kid who uh, backs himself, has some faith has in his ability. Has the dreams of all of us. Has the dream. Of all of our fans. And, and he, he gets to to live it. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I'm actually quite uh, taken away by, uh, you know, how how much of an impressive young man uh, Siwar is. And, mate, thank God he's at our club. Yeah, and you can just see the class and quality of, you know, I guess his convictions and, you know, not only that, the standards he sets for himself and the standards set by this club and how he's just dovetailed into that and hence his meteoric rise to first grade. You can also just feel how comfortable he is in, in the jersey, like after such a short period. He's debuted against Manly a couple Mate, of weeks he's ago. he's just so measured, right? Well, the thing that really – the first thing that kind of uh, I was taken aback with, with with how big he is. I've, I've never met Siwa until, no. until today. And the size of his arms, yep. my God, he's a big strapping young lad. And, yep. mate, he's a, you know, he looks like a, a robot almost. Yeah, you can just see. And, and I also should just say, Bush, I loved him just the way he talked about his, his parents and grandparents and oh. what a great job they've done. Threaded through is the family. You know, if you want to know where the why is for, for Siwa, the why is all about grandma, grand, grandpa, or his grandparents, um, you know, his mum and dad. And, and it's just beautiful to see. And that's what, you know, drives these players each week, week in, week out. And, you know, I think our fans will be really, really pleased to listen to that episode. What a great, great interview, mate. So thank you very much, Siwa. Yeah. Now, Bush, moving into uh, this week's games, Friday night, down there in Melbourne. Wow. Are you going down? 
Yeah, I'm a big big chance of a late start. I was talking to uh, Paddy Brown from the uh, commercial department and, and any fans that want to get down to Melbourne, I, I think you contact our commercial department. I think the Roosters have still got some tickets available. It's a hard one not to miss. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because of the amount of injuries that we uh, look like we, we may have with you know the obvious ones, Billy Smith, uh, Joey Manu. The other ones I, I, I don't know, know much about because mm. you know the club's Well, the teams does. haven't been released yet. It hasn't been so. released, but we do know that Joey's out and we do know that Billy's out at this stage. And, and Joseph Sualee as well. And, sorry, and Joseph Sualee. So three, three big names. You know, we've got a next man up policy, as do most clubs. Um, I think we do it as good as anyone, and we've got some great men to come up. You know, saw Sander Smith come off, uh, you know, the bench last week, and he's done some great stuff through the year. Um, you know, you see Corey Allen has slid into the side, and you wouldn't note much difference. Yes, you've got some world beaters and game breakers like Joey Mono. You can see the rise and rise of Joey Suwali's difficult to replace on that wing. We've got Toops out. It feels a little bit like uh, the end of that COVID year where we were just decimated, but we made the finals. We're up against it, but I really think that uh, you know there's something special about this group in their own belief. You saw last week when Teddy went off under that adversity. It's no well, different. We actually heard a bit about that too uh, in that interview with um, Young Siwa there, that the, the belief and, and playing with adversity. Absolutely, and and I love that he said they've trained for it. I was just imagining at training, you know, they do the opposed sessions. Rob would say, right, one of you's go off. Yeah. It's now thirteen on twelve. I never thought of that. As a fan, it's a really interesting insight. You think, oh, it's a bit like a fire brigade training for a fire, right? Until the fire happens, you're not ready. But as he said, the fire happened, and we knew what to do. I think we've got to come out strong. If you yeah. if you if you look at Lindsay Collins last week, you look at Luke Keary, and you look at Victor Radley, three strong, solid leaders of our club, future captains. Uh, well. Kerry's already been so, but definitely Victor and Lindsay, future captains. You can see that the group looked to them so much. We've got a young mix as well, and they just galvanised. And you know what? Uh, you know, Sharks had plenty of opportunities. By rights, we shouldn't be here this week, mm. if I'm honest. But I think they got together, they dug deep, and this is what this group's been talking about all the time. You see Robbo in the press conference. He's been saying, listen, it's not going how we want it. Just have some faith. We know we're at. We're just getting there. We're getting there. And some people are impatient. I think that, you know, even you and I had doubts at a yeah, time. You know, yeah, if yeah. we're if we're being one hundred percent honest, and we went, oh, you know, is this our side? Is this our year? I think at one stage you and I were planning a trip to Coolangatta to see the great Justin Hardacre. But mate, thank God we're in the finals this week. We need to actually make sure that we start strong, start fast, and do to Melbourne what Brisbane did to them because they're going to try and do that to us. You can see a Bellamy-led side, regardless of Pappenhausen being out, regardless of they're a bit decimated with injury, I think. Um, Xavier Coates. Xavier Coates, the winger, who's a terrific player. He probably won't be available for by all, by all means. So interesting to see when the teams come out. I've got to say, Bush, I, I completely agree that the start is so important. Uh, I thought our start last week was... It was subpar. Uh, those passes weren't sticking. It, it, we looked a bit lateral. Like, you know, we fell into a few bad habits. We need to start strong. We need to take the crowd out of the game. I, I think we can back our defence, albeit it's going to be a lot tougher with with a few players missing. But we need to back our defence, but we've got to score points. It's not going to be one of these games, I, I think, where it's going to be like an 8-6 or, or you know, a 6-4 like the old days. I think there's going to be plenty of points. I know Melbourne have got plenty of points in them, so we're going to have to score points as well as defend. There was a period in the Souths game, Silky. I don't think we've done this uh, this year that well, but there was a period. We've done it through periods of games, but we haven't done it for the whole game where we seem to be in control. We were in control in that Souths game for quite a, a mm, point, and yeah. then it sort of the momentum shifted. I reckon to win... This week against Melbourne, we have to be in control the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter. But that's hand, like, you know, completions, 
handling errors. We've got to be at our, at our optimal best. Last yeah. kick options, yeah. ball down their end. I'll tell you what drives me mad too over the weekend, and I hope the Roosters don't fall into this trap, this short drop-off. Oh, it's a rugby union-style move. It's a, it's, it's a good idea if you've got golden point, but in normal time, my understanding... Well, we went away from it. Yeah, well, I think, yeah. I th- well, we go, we did one, and then that was it. Oh, I we, think we've got to stay away from it. Yeah, because my understanding from the experts I talk to, and I'm not a rugby league expert, I'm a, a, a great fan. But mate, get the ball down the other end, kick to the corners, put the pressure on, get repeat sets, yeah. and they'll break. That's the Robinson philosophy. What's your score prediction, mate? Roosters sixteen, Melbourne fourteen. Yeah, I think it'll be close, but I'm going to go a little bit more points. I'm going to go Roosters twenty-two, Melbourne eighteen. Oh, nice. Now, Bush, Saturday six o'clock. Up there at the Netstrata Jubilee Stadium, our girls taking on the ninth-placed Cowboys. Now, we talked about it in the intro. Uh, it wasn't uh, our best performance uh, on the weekend against the Knights. Uh, we did kind of get out-muscled. busted up, out-muscled, yeah. yeah. I think we really missed Millie Boyle, and I think uh, Knights came to play. I think they were smarting from last year. You know, Coach Strange just re-signed through the week, which just shows the faith the club's got in him, shows the faith the team's got in him. I, I think I think you'll see a turnaround. And I was reading, I was actually watching an interview with, um, I think it was Keely Davis, when they were talking about it's better to have a loss in season than it is to get to finals and get gazumped because you don't get a second chance in the, in, the, in the NRLW format. So I think that loss will actually serve them. Well, as it stands, Bush, you know, no Millie Ball, potentially uh, Isabel mm. Kelly out this week, no Jess Surge. It's probably our yeah, just three hand biggest... Three, our three biggest players, so three biggest threats. But it's going to we're going to rely on on the depth of the side. And look, mm-hmm. Coach Strange, congratulations too. Uh, just re-signed absolutely with the club, so uh, he'll be buoyed by that. Um, so it, it's it's big that, part of Roosters Radio. That stepping Coach up, and put your hand up, and, and and getting involved. It's back to the old adage of next woman up. So uh, you know there'll be some young women that'll get the opportunity to to play this weekend, uh, and, and they've got to fill the void of these big names. Yeah, I think so, and I think there's an opportunity too for them to, to show what they can do and show Coach Strange is going to be around for a while. They'll be the next one knocking on the door for the positions of the Isabel Kellys, the Jess Surges, and you know, also... Uh, there's still some big names. We've got big you know, names. Taryn Aiken, the two Keelys. so uh, there's still plenty of star power. Oh, Corbin the at the back. We've, yeah, got, we've yeah. got a lot of star power. Look, yeah. we need to put it together. I think, I wouldn't say we were ambushed by Newcastle. I just think they, they played better. They deserved it, and we are probably off our game, and I think we learnt... Last week, you know, as a team, and I heard him talk about it in the presser after the game, we learnt what to do when our big names aren't there. And I think that was an important, valuable lesson. So they're going to go back, they'll watch the videos, they'll see where they could have been, see where they should have been. And Coach Strange, well, he's done a wonderful job and, and, you know, hence the club signing him for a longer period. Mate, I look forward to what he's going to do this week. Score prediction, mate? Yeah, I think the girls will come out strong. I think the girls are going to put some points on. I think Roosters will come out. Roosters 32, Cowboys 6. Well, yeah, I'm not far off you. I'm going to go Roosters, not as many points. I'm going to go Roosters, 24, Cowboys, 12. Okay, nice. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our very special guest, the one and only Siwa Wong. You've been listening to Roosters Radio, East, East to, to Win. win. Scroll